0: I don't think I had a dream to, to do it. My only prompting was to come out here as an exile. I didn't have a road map. I didn't have a, things after I got it. Then I went to Iona and I had the experience with Thor. And then it's just been an unfolding, um, following promptings. I mostly could see all these stones before I brought them here. I saw the stone on this mound. I saw the circle, so I just did it. I saw what the chapel looked like, and I built it. That was awesome. And I couldn't figure out where some of the things came from. I said, I see that stone, so I'm going to find one like it. And, and I've always found one, and then I invite them home.
1: Welcome to the Pocono Morning Podcast, brought to you by Quiet Light Films, bringing forth beautiful and compelling stories from the Poconos that seek to reveal our relationships with nature, the arts, and ourselves. I'm your host, Susan Watkins. Today we're speaking with Mark Lichty, a board member of Column Sile Megalith Park, just south of Stroudsburg near Bangor, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Mark.
0: Good morning, Susan.
1: And so, first of all, am I pronouncing that correctly? Well,
0: actually, it's gone through very recently um, a re uh, pronunciation orientation process. And so now we call it column keel rather than column sile. And the word means church of the dove.
1: Is it ga- it's Gaelic, right? Gaelic, yeah. Gaelic. Mm-hmm. So Column Keel, Megalith Park, has a banger address, but it's just south of Stroudsburg off Route 191. Mm-hmm. And it's really an amazing place. Can you tell us about what its mission is, what the purpose is, how it was founded?
0: Well, that's there's. let me speak about the founding first and then maybe about the mission. But the founding is uh, a very interesting process. Our founder was Bill Coey, and uh, he uh, went over to Iona, uh, which is an island off the coast of Scotland and had a vision while he was there. And, and the vision was uh, very profound. It was a vision of an entity, actual entity and uh, the entity was very real to him. Uh, Thor and other entities appeared to him. So he came back with this vision and decided to create uh, it's almost an extension of Iona. Uh, now, I'll need to speak about Iona in a moment because that's a very spiritual place and a very special place. But in, in doing, uh, recreating, uh, we'll say, Iona here, he um, created the largest megalithic park in the northeastern United States. We have standing stones there that are, what, 25 feet high, a circle of stones, and um, St. Columbus Chapel, St. Lawrence Bell Tower, it's... Um, just a a wonderful place where your spirit can dance
1: and so was he from this area how did he pick that place
0: well uh, he um, was not from this area he was actually a minister and was a correspondent that's he has a fascinating life which is too much for this interview maybe another time but so he became aware that Kirk Ridge Retreat Center, which is right there and has itself wonderful retreats, uh, was selling part of its land. And so he, he purchased this from Kirk Ridge.
1: And then went to the island of Iona and came back and yeah. built the Megalith Park. Okay. Yes. And so uh, we mentioned that it's Gaelic and you said you were gonna give us a little background of the island uh, west of Scotland where he yeah, got can, this inspiration from.
0: I can speak of that. And and um, we say you say Gaelic, um, I normally call it Celtic. Oh, uh, Celtic, okay. Yeah, although I, there is a relationship between the Celts and the, the Gaelic, but uh, we won't dwell on that. So in any event, the story behind Iona is a fascinating story. Uh, there was a saint called Saint Columba, and he was exiled from Ireland in 626 A.D. and came to Iona with a number of his, we'll call them disciples, who then established this community on the Isle of Iona. And uh, it, it was a spiritual community. And um, wh- I guess one of the most uh, important messages of um, Colum Keel has to do with a mystical story. It's it's not, not a true story, but a mystical story, and this was the story of St. Oren, who allegedly was building a cathedral on the Isle of Iona, and the it kept sinking into the ground, and so he went and found a crone fisherwoman, and the crone fisherwoman said, well, somebody needs to be buried in the foundation, and then it will no longer sink. So he went back and uh, he was buried in the foundation and they dug him up three days later and uh, he said, I have seen the other side and the way you think it is may not be the way it is at all. And how often do we sort of prejudge things and think that we have the right answer in the way we thought it was was not the way it is at all and so that that story uh saint Orange story uh guides me often and uh we bill had the vision of uh, creating a tower there it's called saint oran's tower and it will never be finished it's a partially finished tower uh, on right there at the park
1: why will it never be finished
0: that's that's the uh decision that bill made and uh I think it's it's k- kind of uh, reinforcing of the story of St. Oren. St. Oren's story will never be finished, and the tower will never be finished.
1: Oh, So this Isle of Iona that was the inspiration was somewhat of a uh, Celtic Christian community, would you say?
0: Yes, it, it was that. Uh, and uh, yes, and there was a heavy Christian... Uh, influence there, and that heavy Christian influence uh, remains to this day. But there's room also for the Celtic traditions there. And so the Celtic traditions too have a, a very heavy uh, presence at, at, at uh, Columquille.
1: And so, Colin Keel has been with us now. It's uh, the end of 2019, so about 41 years, is mm-hmm. it? It's Correct. been Correct, yes. And um, be, you would go there for what? Is it like a renewal, transformation? Uh, you mentioned spirituality and the dancing of the spirit. So why would someone go there besides to just be in the beauty of the, the area that it's surrounding?
0: Well, it's a sacred space, and we say... The veil is thin uh, at Cullum Keel. The the um, connection between the terrestrial world and the spirit world is thin there, and we there is no dogma. You don't have to believe anything to be part of the Cullum Keel community. You you uh, your spirit is allowed to dance. You leave your dogma at the at the gate when you come to Cullum Keel. We expect nothing of you other than to be who you are completely, and there, there aren't a lot of places where you can be exactly who you are, and that that too I value. And and by the way, along that line, if I could just uh, touch on, Samhain, uh which we just celebrated Saturday, and we must have had over two hundred and fifty people at Sawan Now Samhain is the. Uh, precursor to Halloween. It's a couple thousand years old and um, so it's the end of the Celtic uh, year and it is the time when uh, the Celts believed that the veil was thinnest between the spirit world and the terrestrial world and so they would try to reach out to their ancestors at that time the the event on Saturday night was just amazing. If yeah, if, you need to come next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a remarkable so event. So, what
1: is at the the end of October? Or, uh, yeah,
0: well, it was November second this year, but uh, it varies. It var- yeah. yeah,
1: but it's around that time of year, it's, October it's around, through yeah. November. Right. and there's many events there, right? Um, uh,
0: yeah, we we celebrate all of the traditional Celtic holidays, uh, Beltane and. We also uh, have smaller events for solstice and equinox. We'll get on Signal Hill and we'll light a fire at dawn to invite the spirits and invite the coming of uh, the change from the change in the season from the longer days to the shorter days. And uh, so we celebrate all of these things that the Celts years ago celebrated.
1: So when you say we, do you need to be a member?
0: No, no, it's invited. Everybody, Everybody's invited. We welcome members. We need members. We have uh, what I call a less than a shoestring budget there. Um, so um, we we invite members or even volunteer. You don't have to be a member to volunteer. We, we need all the help that we can get to preserve this place. We've just gone through a transition too because... Um, our founder, Bill, and Fred Lindquist, by the way, was a co-founder as well. Um, they they both, both passed on, and so now there's a new board, and, and it, it's, a, it, it's an exciting time for Column Kiel because uh, we're, we're in a, a wonderful creative space right now. We have an, an amazing board.
1: It is a not-for-profit organization, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the membership, I imagine, is mostly as a way to raise some funds. They're probably your regulars, people who show up regularly, but it's open to the public for a small fee, or it's a donation, I guess, It's not just even
0: a fee. Yeah, it's just a donation, donation? requested. No, there's no, no entry fee, but we certainly need your money, so if you choose to make a donation, we welcome that. The other thing, too, is we have lots of weddings there. It's a wonderful venue for a wedding. We we now uh, own the the house, Bill's old house, and it's a it's a wonderful venue for meetings too. You know, board meetings, whatever, uh, which are available for a very very nominal fee. And so, if your audience has any. I can't imagine a, a, a better venue for a meeting than, than Column Keel. Yeah.
1: So it's not just all open space. I don't know how many acres it is. Uh, 19,
0: 19 acres. 19 acres. Yeah.
1: How many visitors do you think you get a year?
0: Probably 5,000 a year. But it's getting more and more.
1: And so who actually owns it now that the founders have passed?
0: Uh, the corporation owns it, Column Keel. The not
1: for the not for profit. Not for profit, yeah. Okay, so it's sort of like in perpetuity uh, as long mm-hmm. as we have the volunteers to be running it. As you say, it's run by pretty much by volunteers. And right? the
0: financing to keep it going. Yeah, there, yeah. there are expenses in any nonprofit. These, oh, for sure. But these expenses are. We keep the expenses as low as we possibly can. Sometimes people, you know, we hear about these these nonprofits where people are being paid lots of money. Uh, this is not one of those nonprofits. <laughs> no.
1: So, what kind of volunteers are you looking for to do what?
0: Well, I, I would say uh, land care would be an important one. Uh, but, uh, two, true, true, I, I think probably we could, I suspect we could use people in social media, those sorts of things. Um, I'd have to investigate further exactly where we need need people. But, uh, and I but would
1: think when you have an event, you need help, help if yeah, you're expecting we, a lot of visitors. Yeah,
0: and we reach out during the event for volunteers, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So people could go to the website and sign up Absolutely. to be a volunteer or to donate, right? Yes. And I took a look at the website and I noticed there's even a um, a, a video film that you could buy of, now we're saying Column Keel, right? Mm-hmm. Of Column Keel Megalith Park. There's a, a video and a book that you can even purchase if mm-hmm. you want to know more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I'd recommend both. The, the, the film, uh, Dancing with the Stones, is, is a remarkable piece done by uh, Quiet Light Films. Um, it's, it's just so artistically done. Uh, but the book that Bill wrote is, is well worthwhile, too.
1: Mm-hmm. And Bill is a, 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 it's almost like a, a documentary kind where Bill's doing the on-air narration for mm-hmm. the film. So mm-hmm. even though he's passed, you could still hear his firsthand account of, of how he started and why he started and that kind of thing, right? Sure. Um, I also understand there's a, a lounge, a library. So even though it's 17 acres of wooded trails, which I imagine is good for hiking and and whatever as you mentioned uh, allowing your human spirit to dance Uh, but there's also a library there a lounge so Mm -hmm. I guess if the weather isn't great there are places you can go inside
0: it's lovely yeah we have the lounge with uh, a fairly comprehensive library with many Celtic books uh, and um, gems and other things that you can purchase in the uh, Voyager's Lounge. Well, there's there's many existing trails, there's a sacred men's site, sacred women's site, uh, many um, megalithic stones, each one uh, representing a different uh, god, uh, Thor, um, Monan and, and other stones, but if you go my suggestion would be that you go to the Voyager's Lounge, get one of the maps from the Voyager's Lounge and that will help you to navigate the trail.
1: So there's like a trail that almost takes you like um, on a tour of the of the park.
0: Yeah, well I said trail, trails. There's There couple, are many trails, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But this map will at least guide you so that you make sure you see everything um, yeah. in some sort
0: of a way Yeah, order the ma- that map's makes sense. pretty important if you haven't been there before. Okay, yeah.
1: so now what is the significance of the stones? Um, I understand most of the stones came from the original property. And the real large ones that they call the megalith came from just a few miles away. That's a a Celtic significance, right?
0: Yes, uh, it is. The the Celts uh, used stones a lot in cairns and things like that. Uh, There's a sacredness to the stones as well. And the stones are millions of years old. They came from the bottom of the Devonian Sea. And so there's um, a longevity and stability to the stones there. I
1: think I've read that it's uh, actually the, 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 the stones, the megalith, is a playground for the, your human spirit or the human spirit to dance.
0: It, it's exactly that. You Again, you can be who you are there.
1: There are stories as far as the chapel and the bell tower.
0: Bill, it's St. Columbus Chapel. It's a wonderful chapel. If you go to the park, you do want to go to the chapel. It was built early on in the park's history, uh, and uh, it's it's really a a focal meditation point in the park. And then I spoke already of St. Iona's or St. Oran's. bell tower and that that has a, um, a more mystical quality uh, st columba's chapel is based on st columba who was a uh, a true figure a real story st right. orin's bell tower st st orin was more of a mystical figure
1: oh so the st orin bell tower is at um, Column colum right there, right there not yeah. not uh, the I- iona
0: island no that's at that's Column right Kiel. here in pennsylvania yeah yeah, yeah.
1: So um, are you open every day of the week? When can people stop by?
0: A- anytime from dawn till dusk.
1: Every day of the week?
0: Every day, yeah. And
1: you don't need to make reservations? You could
0: N- No, you don't. If you bring a pet, you need to have it on a leash. We uh, prefer not to have picnicking there.
1: Um, is there a food service? I mean, if people wanted to go and have lunch there? Or no. Is it not, it's not that kind of thing? No. No. And um, is there anything else you want to tell us about this mystical place that's uh, on Route 191 south of Stroudsburg that probably many of us in the Poconos um, either weren't aware of, or if we are, we haven't made the time to stop in, one of those wonderful places that uh, we should make time to see.
0: Well, um, it's an important place because uh, religions often divide us, and here there is no division. There's no, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Jew, I'm a Christian. All all faiths are welcome here. So you don't
1: have to be Christian to, no, you don't to appreciate
0: to, it. We have Wiccans there. We have Druids there. We have all all faiths, and they're all welcome. Um, and, and Christians and Muslims and Jews should be comfortable there. And we have many Christians that come there, and they're perfectly comfortable. You know, it's... At, at one point in the evolution of humankind, there was oh, I, well, in fact, in fact, the 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 uh, Christians uh, at one point were were very concerned about these pagan rituals. But there's there's much that the uh, nature-bound tradition has to offer, and I, I think all faiths are beginning to realize that. Nature-bound traditions are, are very important in our human evolution.
1: All right. Anything else you want to add to that, Mark? We really appreciate your time.
0: Just uh, please get involved. Please contact us, go to the website, and uh, we, we welcome you. It's, uh, it's, uh, Column Keel is a radically welcoming place.
1: Great. So we hope you have a wonderful morning and everyone has a wonderful Pocono morning. Thank you for listening to the Pocono Morning podcast series. And we look forward to speaking with you again soon.
0: Thank you for the interview. It's been fun.